0: It's Jen, the builder and Corey, and we're on an elevator ride and we are talking about passion in the different things that we've seen in 22 minutes. Ooh,
1: passion,
0: like passion,
1: romance and love. I
0: don't know. I don't know. Me, May, maybe, but I don't think that's the direction we're planning on going to, but I'm always open for where this path can lead. Oh, okay. You know, so. Today is National Pets Day.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And man, do we know some people who are passionate, in love, crazy about their pets.
1: Oh, pick me. Pick me.
0: Go ahead. So, Corey, share, please. <laughs>
1: I have not always been a pet lover. I am now. And I think it was because I never had my own pet. But owning and having my own fur person has been life changing it's been monumental i have two well we have two and we just love them to death and or should i say we love them to life and mm-hmm. and it's just been a treat and a joy to have these fur people in our home and and see how they have such uh wonderful personalities and sometimes it's like they're real people they have these very unique characteristics that they you know do things and and they like the way they do they like they have ways that they do things and and you learn that this is what they do this is how they communicate with you this is how they let you know what they want whether it be food or to go outside or they want water or they want you know less food or less water they just have this way of communicating with you and i just think that's so adorable I know I just really had a moment there.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that was pure passion about our dogs. <laughs> yeah, that was. Would you like to share any yeah, passion? Just some dogs that we follow or that we know. Uh we have a friend who has a Boston Terrier. Talua is actually her name too. She's yeah. got an IG following of like, I don't even know, thirty thousand or oh whatever. My gosh. So the passion in this is her mom our friend Allie not only works full time and has these things, but she takes pictures of Tallulah and oh my gosh, she's going to kill me for her second boss. Myrtle. Myrtle. Thank you. Yeah. So she, I think every day she posts and people just engage. And then we just started to watch Brene Brown's um, Atlas of the heart on HBO max. And I loved it because she brought up her dog, Lucy, who's Mm -hmm. super cute. And then, I saw I believe I saw that the name of her production company is named after her dog with her dog's face on there so it's like Lucy Productions. Right. That's passion yeah, it is. for your dog, right? Um and then I mean Luna is another dog that someone on my team, well used to be on my team um would put on camera every once in a while and it was just so great to see Luna. I just saw a posting of her on uh, Facebook. Um, missing her sister, if you will. So I just love the passion that people have for their pets.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of passion, um we were able to go to this. And you guys, please, if you're in the Inland Empire, if you're visiting Southern California, there is this place in Upland and it is called the Old Magnolia Tea Room. Mm. And man, oh man. It's like you walk, first when you walk, it's got amazing curb appeal. It looks like something that should be in Savannah, Georgia. And so when you go there, immediately I feel passion because you see the passion of the work, the passion of the love for tea, the passion of serving people in that place.
1: I kind of saw Alice in Wonderland.
0: Yeah, yeah. Easily, Allison, in on the tea party. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: it just it just made me feel like I was yeah. transported to somewhere out of the IE, you know, out yeah. of this this area of of the world.
0: Right, and I don't know if Sound of Music had a tea scene. I don't think they did, but it was something like that too. I felt like I should be in a musical. The songs they were playing in the background were like Frank Sinatra, um Louis Armstrong, Louis played. Armstrong, yeah, and then I. I So sorry that I don't know the name of the person that was singing opera. right? But it was absolutely like a pause in time. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about the story, we met one of the owners, Terry. And they built this place in 2019. Automatically, we think, 2019,
1: whoa. What were you thinking? Right. Like, why would you build anything right then?
0: Right. Because, again, the pandemic.
1: And then I quickly thought... What was I thinking?
0: (laughs) I (laughs) did the same thing. (laughs) That's true. The podcast, the band. Right. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? And I think that's why one of the reasons why we connected to Terry so quickly and so easily. So anyhow, just the way he served us, the way they laid everything out and his his intentions for connecting to his customers was something that added to the experience. And when you see him, at least in my opinion, um, he didn't look very much like a tea person, like a tea party person.
1: No. uh, But then again, I don't look like a tea person either, but I definitely love teas. Can I say something about Terry? Terry was so intentional about telling us specific stories. Um, He, he told us that, He had recipes from his grandmother who was in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, those are details about people that you'll never forget if you're listening. Now, if you're not paying attention, you know, it just may go over your head or in one ear and out the other. But if you're having an intentional conversation where you're listening and people are dropping little nuggets and diamonds here and there and telling you facts about what's going on. Right. Right. I will never forget that about Terry or Mm -hmm. that place and then how they built that place during the pandemic and got it pristine and beautiful. And I encourage anyone to go there and just take a look and take pictures as we did because we just were uh, floored by all the wonderful things that they've done with this uh, establishment.
0: Well, to be a patron there, I want to make sure that we say this. You have to RSVP. Yeah. It's not anything you could just walk in, and I'd hate for a bunch of people just to come in and take pictures randomly without (laughs) being patrons. Yeah. So set your RSVP up, because I promise it's well worth the time. And one thing I wanted to say about Terry and the experience was this. I'm in crutches, hopefully just for this weekend and a few days after, and I didn't want to go. Because I said, I'm a little embarrassed. Like I'm walking in here with crutches and I'm not at my best. And he said, That's the last thing you need to worry about. People get hurt all the time.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so, Terry, you know, when we're in conversation, he goes, So what happened? And I'm like, oh, Okay. So I tell him, he's like, Man, and he just totally had empathy Yep. and didn't just glide over it, but made me feel seen. And again, just an overall really good person Mm -hmm. and so we wish that business nothing but the best in fact on wednesday we're going to talk about entrepreneurship again and yeah and go there but anyways speaking of passion Corey, there's some careers that you wanted to bring up
1: yeah there there is a couple of careers that i wanted to bring and one of them is and, and this was uh one of those situations where you're either listening to the news or or watching the news and sometimes i i i you know Google News and, but this particular day it was uh, YouTube and I was watching some news and the the commentator says that tornado season is about to start. Mm. i all there's a season for tornadoes, and then it dawned on me there must be. I mean they they don't happen all year round, so it must happen within a certain time frame. And uh, to my surprise. Tornado season is from April 1st through May 31st, and they're anticipating a very tumultuous tornado season wow, this year. Okay, And the weather is just very sporadic right now. Even where we are, it, it it's going from high 90s, even 100 degrees to uh, possibly 58 degrees as soon as tomorrow. And so within a seven-day time period, we, we have this extreme weather that's happening. So I can just imagine what's happening in other parts of the earth. But that tornado thing is, it, this is a career that people take on every year to try to get better understanding of how tornadoes work and, and how to prepare the people for a bad situation. If a tornado should strike uh, in the middle of the night or at a time when people are at least uh, expecting it.
0: Right. I don't know the facts on this. I wish I had researched it. But I think now with the science of um, storm chasing and the and the data they've collected, they've allowed now so many minutes to give warning to people so they can run into shelter and things like that. Do you know what that is? If not, we'll look it up.
1: The last time I heard it, I know I remember that number, but I'm quite sure that it's changed by now. So I don't want to throw anything out there that's going to be misleading.
0: Yeah. So, again, passion in the midst of danger. And I don't know if you guys have seen, the. Uh, they used to have a lot of reality shows around storm chasing. And they had these special trucks and, you know, and they would just try to get in front of the storm or to the side and literally driving to the side of the storm. And
1: even one uh, company had a truck built to go directly into the storm and the tornado would go right over top of them, which was insane to me to think that, but yeah, that's what, it, that's what was going on.
0: I, you know, I think between you and I, Corey, the person who could probably relate more to the adrenaline of anything, because you're more um wise in those things. Right. I think so. Adrenaline, I think more, applies more to me. And let me give you for an example, cause I used to be passionate about the weirdest thing. Um, my friend and I back in the day used to go to places that were haunted or scary. Okay. And we intentionally sought those out and made reservations (laughs) kind of like we did for the tea house today. No, but we made reservations for that. And I, you know me, I'm a big scaredy cat. Like, I don't even know what I was seeing, but it was that feeling of suspense and, the possibilities of seeing something and being scared and then screaming and then giggling and then, you know, and then surviving the night. Wow. Um, (laughs) But I mean, that's an enthusiasm, right? That's what passion is. It's an excitement or a delirium. I think in my case, when I was doing that. So, I mean, what are some things that you're passionate about that people probably go, huh?
1: Oh, Jen, do you really want to put me on blast like that?
0: Uh, you can uh I can't slickly negate from that.
1: Okay. So <laughs> there there are a few things that I'm very passionate about that people don't know. One of those things that I'm very passionate about is cake plates. I love cake plates. I think
0: I shared that with the audience already, or listeners.
1: Okay. So then no surprise, but yeah, I I like vintage cake plates i uh-huh. like um medieval cake plates i like all kinds of glass domes metal domes all types and styles of cake plates um really fascinated me and I, let me tell you why um my mother did this to me my mom baked cakes when we were young and she would bake some of the most elaborate cakes i mean i can go from the upside down pineapple cake to the coconut cake, to the double chocolate cake, to the German chocolate cake, even to uh, the pound cakes and the, the lemon mm. pound cakes. I mean, just all these different cakes that she would make during the holiday seasons. And so sometimes she would have three or four cakes and she didn't have but two cake plates. So some sat on plates uh, with foil on top oh, of them. Okay. And so when I realized, like, you can have a cake plate for every cake that, that you know, you make, <laughs> I just became so fascinating it became a passion of mine to to have collect cake plates
0: it's a trip how things bring on other things so i was just thinking about plates um something i think both you and i are on the same wavelength as this but when we have people over and we entertain people man our plate setting is everything the way the table is set up is everything oh yeah um and that i mean we go crazy i <laughs> i remember i had people over there like you don't want to use paper plates no 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 paper no, no. <laughs> plates
1: are for when we're here by ourselves.
0: yeah isn't that interesting people think well you should use paper plates when you have a lot of people because then you don't have to wash dishes it brings me joy mm-hmm. to set something up beautifully for someone who's a guest at our house yeah and just to see the aesthetics. I love it. Okay. So other things that people are passionate about, um, that we've seen recently would be what? I mean, I mean, I see people all the time. I'm like, wow, they're really into that. I mean, we have people who work in the community that are passionate about that. Oh, they yeah. live, breathe, do, act, feel, everything that consumes them is about the community. Yeah. And that's passion to get up early in the morning, even on a day off to do that all throughout the day. And it bring gives them energy.
1: And I love when I don't understand the passion and someone explains it to me, it just makes it connect so much easier and so much better. And you're like, okay, now I get it. That's the same passion that I have for a B or C. Now I haven't seen anyone recently that has this passion but i know that there's a few people out there because i've talked to them in the past and this this particular passion really weirds me out but it's not because it's it's a strange job mm-hmm. it's just that i know what it's associated with but plumbing there are people oh. who
0: <laughs> wait 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 yes So, you're saying that in the title of this episode, I can call it a passion for plumbing? Yeah, I'm sure you could.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if it's a passion, it's a passion. You know, you can't deny someone their passion if that's what it is. You know, you can, oh, no, that's not a passion. You can't make that Why not? Yeah. I mean, someone likes music. Someone likes plumbing. What are you going to do? Right. But I think it's amazing that, you know, and... What a way to have a world structure where you have someone that loves to do something right. you we hate need to do, them. Yeah. yes,
0: absolutely, that's such a good point, yeah, and I think where that's one of the things that I really love about coaching is there is no judgment and you're working with people and their passions and their goals come out in life, and it's not for me to understand, but for me to partner with them and see their excitement. And get excited riding along with them. Right. You know, and just talk about those things. Um, I've seen a lot of people who are who question my passion even at times. Like if someone tells me, Jen, there's a team building, do you have a thing? <laughs> we well, you know, what's going on with your team? And they're looking at me, I'm like, oh my God. We could okay, and so do you have any ideas? Because for me, that's important to see what the management of that team wants to do. You know what they're thinking, and then it just blows up. Oh no, and... I I know, I know. I've made just a light comment like, "Oh
1: yeah, I'm thinking about doing this at work with the team," and you're like, "Oh, you can play a game, and you can do this, and you can do that." Oh, and by the way, you, I'm like, I could, but I you know, I, right? I, I just didn't have no idea that that's as much goes into that part of the process and planning Mm -hmm. but yeah you're all the way there all the way in
0: yeah and so in my opinion it's those passionate people who take it to an elevated level right so you have someone who does plumbing as a career does their job and then you have someone who really enjoys it Mm -hmm. who really studies i don't know what the different pipings are what's better for this what you know this oh and, and believe the me
1: they know i mean uh. they know whether to, whether to use metal pipes or plastic pipes or what kind of you know bolts and nuts and screws go on the, i mean they know the whole science of it and that's their passion so i respect that tremendously because i, I just i th- that would never be something that i would really have a passion for
0: right right And then there are people who are passionate about something and let's say in a career and maybe don't qualify. So I I have, you know, some clients that this comes, these people come my way that they're passionate for management or passionate for, for leadership, but they don't meet the qualifications for the job description. And so those are something I'm passionate about too, because one of the things that is one of the things that just really get to me is when people say you can't do something. Mm. My thing has always been challenging the status quo, you know, like, okay, so maybe I can't do exactly that, but what do I love that's in that vein that I can still do? Or, you know, how does that show up? So that's that's another beautiful thing about coaching that I'm enjoying, too.
1: Well, let's tell a quick story, and this is your story to tell. But um, when you graduated from nursing school as an LVN, you were told you could never be a case manager. Right. Case management was offhand for <laughs> LVNs, and as a matter of fact, it was only for RNs. But what did Jen say, and what what did your passion drive you to do?
0: I became a case manager. In fact, there's more to that story. Um and thanks for reminding me of that story. Yeah, so people, so here's the famous tagline that I got a lot early on in my career. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I'm a nurse. And you t- oh, you're an RN, LVN. Oh, you're just an LVN. Just an
1: LVN. Oh,
0: okay. And so that was the different um, that was the different messaging I heard. So, yeah, when I was in school for nursing, LVN, um, people said, you know, you always talked about what you wanted to do. And a lot of LVNs at that time were just for skilled nursing facilities, home health, things like that. And I said, I want to be a case manager. And the teachers just kind of looked at me and said, Oh my God, you're in the wrong nursing program right um but anyways and i said and to get there i know i need experience in in an acute setting or in a hospital uh that's going to be tough too um so thankfully that's exactly where i started and i went into case management a year or two later for some change yeah yeah um pennies on the dollar yeah pennies on the dollar but that's a story for another time maybe we could do it talking about entrepreneurship because that's what started my entrepreneurship indeed but um yeah so people said oh you're just an lvn oh it can't be done and i'm just instantly my mind goes challenge accepted like if you if you don't want me to succeed that's not the thing you should tell me right you should tell me oh yeah you got this Easy breezy. <laughs> so anyways, I would love to know, we would love to know what you're passionate about. And if you don't share it with us, share it with someone else, get those conversations started, find an accountability partner to elevate you into where you want to be in life. Cause you can do what you want to do. You're gifted. You've got so many amazing abilities, talents and strengths and skills that you should be sharing with the world. So, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. Elevate. Every day.